Welcome to the Patriotic Preachers Podcast, the podcast that looks at American government and American politics through a patriotic lens and through the light of God's holy word. Here with me this week is Cody Yarbrough and Derek Farr. This week we're going to be talking about the world versus the church, where the world was a decade ago, 50 years ago, versus where the church was a decade ago, 50 years ago. It seems that the church now is where the world was 10 years ago and that the world has just gotten even more worldly, and the church is following in its footsteps. No doubt that the church is better off than the world, but has the church taken some steps that they shouldn't have? And so, like I said, here with us this week to, to talk about this topic, Cody Yarbrough and Derek Farr. Cody? Yep, uh, so we're here in the shop again, episode two, so it's just working some kinks out on the audio, but I think we sound pretty good. Um We've got several topics in mind for the coming weeks. We're just going to work through them until we run out, and then we'll we'll come up with some more. But uh, the church and the world, where's your yardstick? So the church should measure up to the Bible and see where does God want us to be. And I think we definitely, as a whole, when you say the church, we're talking about the church in general uh, has slid back into what we think is acceptable. But where where's our measuring stick at? Right. You have to have a standard, and our standard for the church should be the Bible. It should be God's Word, and oftentimes it's not that. And um, growing up in church, I have noticed that uh, a lot of times people will take the standard of God's Word and favor and, and change it in favor of what they uh, would like the standard to be. But what I've often said is if you take an inch and you just change it a little bit, you make it a little bit longer, make it a little bit looser, or you take an inch and you make it a little bit tighter, make it a little bit smaller, it's no longer an inch. You're now using a different standard. There's a ditch on both sides, as this man that I'm looking at right now, Derek Farah, has said to me. So, Daddy, what do you what do you think, just in your uh, first couple of thoughts about this topic? It, um, the church has um, begun to move toward where the world has already been to, and um, we're, we're falling to the lie that Satan has given us we're swallowing this pill that um, you can't reach the younger generation unless you you move toward them but that's never been God's plan God's plan was never to move toward man it was to bring man out to himself yeah absolutely and you can see in a lot of what the church does today in the gospel that it preaches um, in the songs that they sing, you can see a lot of movement in that regard. Uh, the songs have gotten more and more worldly, whether you like the old-fashioned hymns or whether you like this new con- contemporary movement. You can't have... Contemporary means new, and it's always great to have new music. At one time, Amazing Grace was contemporary. Mm. Right. But it's not about the new music. Uh, my sister and your daughter uh, write songs, and... So she does a really good job with that. She's she's a contemporary artist. She's a new artist. But there's a difference in what we say by contemporary meaning new and this contemporary movement. And I'm putting that in air quotes because you can't see me. But it's got a different sound. It's trying to be, it's trying to appeal to a younger audience. The spirit does not bear witness for me. No. And I don't know how to define it, but I know that I could listen to 10 songs and I could put the same 10 songs in front of y'all and y'all would be like, yep, I like this one. I don't I don't really like that one. This one, yeah, right. I kind of like this one. And I don't know what, if it's the beat, if it's the melody. 
but the new like the the group we had at church, eleventh hour. I'm not a huge singing group because I've just heard too many I didn't like, but they right. were great. And like you said, at one point everything was new. Yeah. But so we we got to be careful about drawing lines where lines don't need to be drawn. But um, I'm a big fan of the church hymnal. Yeah. That's what I like. I like old timey church traditional church. What we what the world would call a traditional service. That's just a service. Right. That's just. I was thinking today about how different if we could jump in a, a time machine and appear at the first century church in Acts, how weird would it be for us? Right. But we think, you know, and we are, by the by everybody else's standard, we're old-fashioned. Yeah. Um, and I don't I don't care to be old-fashioned just for the sake of being old-fashioned, but I just think it lines up with, with our heritage more as to what I don't want to move away from that. Right. Standards stay the same. And one thing about... And, we and must it, have a Jurassic Park cricket a, in here somewhere. That's pretty loud. Spared no expense. Welcome to Jurassic Park. One thing. Bring off track. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for editing. <laughs> Just leave it in there. It's yeah. humor. One, uh, one, one thing in particular that you can look at as far as uh, the, the music aspect of it is it's no longer... appeal. It's no longer praising God. And that's what music is for. God created music. And we see that in the Bible that God created music to glorify Him. Is it wrong necessarily to have silly songs and whatnot? You you can get so tight that you paint yourself into a corner and mm-hmm. you can't sing fun camp songs. Mm-hmm. You can you can get that tight, but it gets to a point where you are you are trying to sing a song to praise the Lord and you can't do that with a rock and roll heavy mm-hmm. metal sound. What, what you have to keep in mind, what the church needs to remember is that um, what you do in God's house should mimic what you do Absolutely. outside of God's house. Mm-hmm. Um, th- if, it's, um, if it's not right inside the church, then it shouldn't, you should not, it shouldn't resonate in your mind that it's okay outside. Um, the problem that I see, I've been in church now for 27 years and uh, I've been preaching all of that time and um, the problem that I see with the church is you've got uh, like you said a moment ago you've got people in both ditches mm-hmm. and there's very few people that are walking right. down the middle of the road um, we we have fallen on both sides either we give up all of our standards or we have so many man-made rules right. that nobody can follow them. Nobody can live by them. Uh, that it wasn't too long ago that uh, a preacher couldn't preach with a beard. Mm-hmm. It wasn't too long ago that you couldn't preach behind certain pulpits with wire rim glasses. Yeah, That's nowhere in the Bible. You have to go back to the Spirit of God. And if you take it back to first mention, mm. you'll find that the first mention of music was the line of Cain. Yeah. That's the first mention of music. But you you go and you look into the Word of God and you find out that Lucifer was a musical instrument. The right. Bible talks about it's his pipes and his tapestry. And so uh, music, and, and we've got off on this subject, and this is just one small yeah, part. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but... It's um, easy to pick on because right. it's out there in the open. Absolutely. And... Uh, we can find ourselves, here's the thing. It's like anything in your life. You tend to pick on the things 
that you're not guilty of. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. And, uh, there are a lot of a lot of things that go on, even in um, fundamental premillennial missionary Bible, King James. Missionary. Yeah, uh, that's right. Know, a lot of things that go on in our churches that I don't think God's pleased with. Absolutely. And uh, one and thing, we keep going because we don't want to offend the brethren. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's tradition. tradition. It's it's gotten very pharisaical tradition. in a lot of Absolutely. a lot of ways. We 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 do emulate the Pharisees. What are you going to say? One thing I know we've slid on because I know I've slid, and I don't. I want to go back and slide the other way. Is um, now a once a month visitation is is too much. Yeah, absolutely. And we used to fill up Saturday after Saturday and have you know eight or ten people every Saturday. It was the same eight or ten, but eight or ten nonetheless. Right. And ten, fifteen years later, it's one or two. Right. And we think we're doing, but if we, you know, I know that, like you were talking about last night, we know what the, in the book says, and we're we're it's going to be that way. But exactly, the church is definitely, as far as our work ethic, has definitely. Uh, slid pretty far in the last 10 years. Um, when I was in high school, I was leading somebody to the Lord every couple months, you know, maybe every month. And now I got a lot of stuff going on, but that's everybody's excuse. And, right. and I still try to make it, you know, and I know you're, you do, you're pretty much out there every Saturday, but um, I, I don't know of many, many people that have ever and that's sad yeah 20 years a christian and have never couldn't tell me romans wrote on yeah. the spot put them on it, the spot it, can't it, do it. it is sad and for for whatever reason you know i think that this problem that the independent fundamental baptist movement has stems from the idea of wanting to separate from the prosperity gospel that is kind of overtaking it's a cancer on. I probably just messed you up. We'll just edit it. Right. Yeah. The screen was going black, but I couldn't remember if we said that mattered or not. That's all right. But one of the problems I think with the independent fundamental Baptist movement right now is that uh, one of the reasons why we don't have that work ethic that we should have is because uh, maybe back years ago trying to distance ourselves from the prosperity gospel that is a cancer on America right now and you could name a whole bunch of them and maybe I will at some point but I won't right now but those that kind of name it claim it where you can make God a genie and in that they preach a strong message of love which God is love but he's also a consuming fire and I feel like in a lot of areas in the desire to get away from the prosperity gospel and not preach that because it is wrong it's not gospel but we left behind with it the topic of love and so since uh we don't cover that a whole lot then you don't really preach and try to emulate the love of christ and then it's it's like when you do i've heard a lot of messages about it but it's almost like that it takes a back seat uh, rather than takes a forefront, but God chose to use His love as the um, the, catalyst. the catalyst for why uh, He came to die on a cross. And he, that that sing, that single verse that's known by the majority of the world, even if they don't own a Bible, is for God so loved the world. And so we, I, I think that it, it would do us good to remember the love of God and to balance out. You you can't uh, just like Daddy said a second ago. You can't 
jump on either side of the ditch. You got to stay right in the middle of the path. But also, uh, kind of shifting gears here, in the same vein of conversation, the church has taken a step and probably is where the world was 10 years ago. But what about in the political realm? What about conservatives versus liberals? And it seems that the middle is moving and uh, the, the, the far right, uh, well, I won't say far right. It seems like the middle is moving and the conservative mindset of what it really means to be a true conservative, the liberal mindset definitely is moving. And it seems like that everything is just kind of in a weird, mumble, jumbled up mess right now. What do you, what do you think about that, Daddy? The problem, <clears throat> excuse me, the problem that I see with, um, and, and I can only talk about America. I, I, we watch uh, television. We listen to podcasts. We, you know, we get information from other nations. But the problem that I see in America with uh, national media is they have taken the word, and this is what we're talking about, guys, fundamentalism. That's right. what we're talking about. And it's a dirty word now. It's become, it, absolutely. They have, they have put us with the, this, this radical. That's why I didn't Muslim, want to say far yeah, right. Right. Yeah. The, the alt right. Yeah. yeah. The, they're, the thing is a, a Muslim that follows the Quran are fundamentalist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones that crash the planes into the Twin Towers in New York City. I don't care what you believe, the book speaks for itself. Right. Yeah. That madman that wrote that book lost his mind a little more and a little more from the beginning to the end of that book. And the ones that follow his teachings to the letter, yeah, they're the ones that want to kill the infidel. And so now they have taken the threat of... Bible-believing Christians who call themselves fundamentalists, and I am a fundamentalist. Yeah. I don't apologize for that. I believe the Word of God as it is written, Amen. and they have taken that, and they've made it, like you said a moment ago, it's a dirty word, mm-hmm. and we're, we're, we're afraid right. to, You're, to it, wear that. It's almost the same, the same card as calling somebody a racist. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You're a racist. Oh, I'm not, I'm not I'm trying to do everything to backpedal off of back that. Pedal, yeah. mm-hmm. Here's the thing. If you call yourself a fundamentalist, that's the next word that comes out of their mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, uh, we're looking today at a president who, whether you agree with everything about him or not, it's impossible to agree with everything a person does. But I will say this about Donald Trump. He has kept his word to the American people. I don't know if he's kept his word to his wife or if he's kept his word to his, his buddies, but he's kept his word to the American people. He speaks his mind. Sometimes he says more than what I wished he would say. Um, it's, uh, it's good sometimes just to remain quiet and not put fires out. I've I've taught you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Don't be a firefighter. If you start putting fires out, that's all you'll do the rest of your Mm -hmm. life. And, uh, he, um, he wastes a lot of time doing that, but he is, in my opinion, one of the best, one of the greatest presidents that this nation has ever seen. Uh, we would have to go back to Ronald Reagan, who I believe is the greatest president uh, that this country has ever known. Trump yeah. is almost like the matrix correcting itself to some point. It's, yeah. 
uh, the right. pendulum has swung so far, and a lot of that has been in response to Trump uh, being nominated as the the candidate on the right hand side. The the left, and I'm, we're going to say the word the the left air quotes again a lot in this sh- this show, but um, <clears throat> they were already headed that way. But Trump, being what like you're talking about, so bombastic, and and like I, I do wish he would be a little more presidential. Oh, but yeah. then sometimes it, it's almost called for, and I'm glad somebody's at least saying it even yeah, though sometimes it, it's a breath of fresh air yeah at, and that's at some point that's what's adding to so much of his popularity is people he's saying what people want to say i just saw today that um open like a high school i believe it was uh the news lady down there that's mm-hmm. wrvl uh i, I want to say it was open like high school guy teacher got fired for refusing to use transgender pronouns for a student i believe it was yeah so now we're to compelled language in the United States. That's Jordan Peterson all over again. Yeah. Um, now that's fired, but in Canada it's prosecuted right. under human rights tribunal. So we're literally a half a step away from losing our First Amendment yeah. and our Second Amendment. And if the left, again, could you could do what they want, it would be that that's what we would have. We would yeah. have no, the Constitution is just in the way. Well, that's it all, all starts with a single step in that direction. And... Um, years ago, uh, when, when, when I was younger and it, it, it all started out with, um, the homosexuals wanting the, the, the wanting to get married or wanting it to be legal. Well, that, that, that goes against the Bible. The homosexuality is a sin and I don't, I don't have a problem saying that or standing up against right. that. I have homosexual friends. I have homosexuals in my family. I love them, but that is a sin. And so as far as my conservative First of all, my fundamental mindset, as far as the Bible is concerned, and then my conservative mindset politically, I am staunchly against that. But eventually it became, well, let's give them this. But there were some that were saying, well, if you start there, if you give the homosexual the right to get married, because in the mind of a fundamentalist with the Bible, it it is against God's intended purpose for marriage. God created marriage. The state did not. And so they were saying, well, just give them a piece of paper, let them get married. And then there were some saying, well, if you do that, then eventually, if if love is love, then eventually, you know, you'll uh, a man will be able to uh, love a five-year-old mm-hmm. boy. And they were, like, oh, you're 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 being crazy. Yeah. You're being crazy. Well, you're look, fear-mongering. Yeah, you're fear-mongering. Stop that. But but look 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 where we are now. You've got a grown man, fifty-two years old, who can get on public. T- TV and say I'm a five year old girl Stephanie and I want somebody to name. watch after me yeah. and I'm going to wear dresses and put my hair in pigtails and society says accept them because mm. it's their truth and it takes one step let me use <clears throat> let me use this to segue back to the church we were talking a moment ago and one of the things that I battled early in my ministry was the um the prosperity gospel preachers on television. We have moved from that um, to this positive thinking. And it's all in the same vein. Absolutely. And we're talking about homosexuality and we're talking about transgender. All of that is the same vein. If you trace all of this back, you're going to trace it back to what God calls sin, the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah. When God calls their sin out, he does not say homosexuality. Right. Even though we know that that is a sin, God handles that. He deals with that very specifically through his word. But when God calls out the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah, the first 
word or the first sin on the list is pride. That's yeah. exactly right. That's right. <clears throat> we have got to a place where if it doesn't make me happy, yeah, uh, I don't want it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I talked to a young lady one time, and she was talking about her church, and uh, she was she was selling it. Basically, she was selling this church that she goes to, and uh, and this is what she said: I like my church because when I leave, it doesn't feel like I've been to church at mm. all. And what she was saying was this: when I go to church. I don't leave convicted. Mm-hmm. Right. When I go to church, I leave feeling just as good about me being me as I did when I walked mm-hmm. in the door. As a matter of fact, I may feel better. And fellas, I know that I'm a, a visitor on your podcast, but I'm just one of these guys that believe in calling it what it is. Joel Olstein is destroying this country. Absolutely. By spreading this, uh, this false religion. Uh, of of positive thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we call Robert Schuler what he was, but we're giving we uh, you find fundamentalist preachers that are afraid to say anything about this guy yeah. because they have people in their church who listen, listen to, to, him to him and read after him. Absolutely. Same way with Joyce Meyer. And since you're going to name, I'll, I'll start naming. But um, <laughs> I, actually, did you know Joel Osteen is releasing a line of clothing? It's called Wolf, uh, Wolf and Sheep's Clothing. <laughs> <laughs> Available at JCPenney. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, know some people who wear that. I want to go to a church where I'm challenged. Yeah. And it, it that that concept applies in the business world as well. Because if you're the biggest fish in that pond and you're 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 never challenged, you'll stop growing. Yeah, you won't stop moving. You don't need to be the smartest guy in the room. You need to be, you know, you want to be in the top tier, but you don't want to be. If you're there, if you've arrived and you're you're not getting challenged in any environment, right. you're going to stagnate. And that's what we like about those churches is, like you said, it's the lack of conviction because we can come and leave and we can go do whatever we want Sunday afternoon. The preacher's not going to call us out. Um, what's scary now is you can get called out and nod and smile and go and be faithful and keep that pew warm yeah. and, and get preached to and nod and smile and never change. Yeah, that's right. Um, at least back in the day, you could make them mad. Well, um, uh, the writer of Hebrews, who I believe to be Paul, but writer, the writer of Hebrews said that uh, we should take the more earnest heed, talking about just preaching, lest any time we let them slip. Mm-hmm. And that's where we are today. We We don't... We hear it so much that we're not taking heed to it. We're not, it's not earnest enough as it should be. And so we've let a lot of things slip in our minds. And so just like you said, you can hear good Bible preaching and it just goes in one ear and out the other and there's no change. And that is the problem that if we, if we were to take this topic and boil it down to one issue, it is that the church leaves Sunday after Sunday unchanged. Mm-hmm. If if the church, those who say that they were born again, those who go to uh, that claim to be Christian, if they were to vote biblically, then it would not have even been not, it not would close. it wouldn't even been close between the President Trump and Hillary Clinton because on not 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 based on who they are, President Trump, we, just like we said, he's not just the best guy in the world. He's got, uh, he's got a past just like everybody does. He's got some issues. He's not presidential enough at times. And, uh, he can come across very abrasive and it has nothing to do with Hillary Clinton's personality. It has all to do with what they ran their campaigns on. 
Hillary Clinton ran her campaign on abortion, murder at any time, and uh, homosexual homosexuality, LGBTQ, AIP, and it just keeps on growing. And President Trump ran on um, no no abortion, and 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 so biblically, if you look, if I'm looking at that, those to me are two very important issues. Now, the the first question I ask before I go to the ballot box is, what is your view on abortion? Because that is hmm. that is a big deal. Um, if 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 we are going to be a nation of killing infants before they have opportunity to live this life, that's a big deal to me. And it is all stemmed from the church not taking preaching, not changing, and it's taken one step at a time, one step at a time, where finally it's what's the big deal. And the church is saying that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. And you have... Um you have churches that have preachers that are preaching the gospel, that are standing and uh, taking a firm stand, that are preaching to handfuls. And then you look and you see the Joel Olsteins of the world preaching to 29, 30,000 people. Yeah. Um, you, um, we live in this world where we are told to be tolerant of everything. I heard a quote today that, uh, that really resonated inside of my heart. The man said this, what you tolerate, you empower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have absolutely, as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, we have empowered the heathen to control this country. Yeah. And uh, I'm not one of these that, that believes that it's too late for America. The Bible still says, if my people, yeah, amen. which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will heal their land. I'll forgive their sin, heal their land. Um, God's still in control. He is not a bully. He will come in if you allow him to. And uh, I just thank God for the remnant. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's and, what I was uh, just thinking. I thank the Lord that there is still an opportunity for, for him to do something in this great country. Still believe with all of my heart, and I know you two young men do as well, America is the greatest country Absolutely. on the top side of this earth, and I believe it is the second of only two countries that have been ordained by God, Israel being one and America being two. Israel, the, the, the people of God, his nation, he ordained them, but America was ordained to evangelize the world absolutely and uh, i know you guys are going to you're going to talk about this on future podcasts but the king james bible was written in english for a reason right Mm -hmm. Uh, i'm uh, i I take a very stiff stand on the king james bible i do not believe it's just the bible for the english-speaking world yeah i believe it is the bible well we have established i believe in this in this to, to begin to wrap up this topic, I believe that we've established a, a precedent that it's important not to back off on standards. Absolutely. King James Bible standard, our Constitution for um, for political uh, for a political standard, it's a standard. Freedom of speech means freedom of speech. Whether mm-hmm. I agree with what you're saying or not, Absolutely. you have the exactly. freedom yeah. to 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 speak to to speak those things. And and the thing about our Bill of Rights is the government, and this is where a lot of people. Uh, don't understand our Bill of Rights. The government is not giving us those freedoms. It's confirming. The government protects those freedoms. And when they don't protect the freedoms that they have so graciously written out because they, they, they didn't give us these freedoms, they're God-given. Mm-hmm. 
they're un, those unalienable rights that Jefferson spoke of in the Declaration of Independence, when they refuse to protect those freedoms, then the tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. And you you hope it never gets to that point, but somebody's got to step up and say, "Whoa, government, you're you're taking a step too far." So, Bible standard for the Christian, the Constitution should be the standard for the American patriot. And then you just got to have some standards on your own that are just those standards that that should not change from from wind to wind, that they should stay the mm-hmm. same. And be tossed about by every wind. Exactly. A double-minded doctrine. man is unstable in all his ways. If it were wrong 20 years ago, mm-hmm. if it were wrong 50 years ago, if it were wrong 2,000 years ago, yeah. it is wrong today. Absolutely. We will keep that in mind and understand that right and wrong never change. There is an absolute right. Oh, man, that's one yeah. of my pet peeves. An yeah. absolute <laughs> right. It's your truth. No, no. but yeah. no, there is, truth is a truth. Yeah. Truth is absolutely, there relevant. is a plumb line. Yeah. Yes. And the more I've studied, uh, we got out of church for a few years, and I, I did some deep diving into uh, atheist topics and trying to understand, you know, I knew I was a Christian, but I wanted to really make sure that I was a Christian, not because mom and daddy were right. and I was raised in church. But I never signed on to all that. But the the more I studied into why I believe what I believe, that plumb line is the mind of God. Yeah. It's what God says Amen. is right. Physics, Amen. cool as it is, yeah. what physics really is and, and math at the quantum level and all that cool sciencey stuff, what you're really doing is you're looking at the details that God left. Right. Atoms work the way they do because God says they do. Yeah, um, we could get into some. Uh, we probably will eventually some yeah. apologetic topics that are kind of off in way deep oh, land, yeah. but it's it it's hard to follow. But it's it's really that plumb line. That's yeah. what you're looking for is what is truth. Absolutely. And, um, live in a balanced life. And truth like truth doesn't change. Just like both of you said, there's there's one standard for truth. Jesus said, "I'm the way, the truth, and the life." And the Bible also says that in John one one. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So if He is the truth, and He is the Word, then we know that the Word is the truth. So with that, um, we're going to start wrapping up. And we thank you for listening to this episode two of Patriotic Preachers Podcast. Uh, You can find us on Facebook. Just look up Patriotic Preachers. And uh, if you want to email us with any questions, patrioticpreachers at gmail.com. And uh, we appreciate you for listening. Share this with your friends um, and come back next week. We will put out a, a podcast once a week at least. And uh, we'll try to keep it going every Thursday. Thank you for listening to the Patriotic Preachers.